Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Well, hello and welcome back. In this episode, I'm speaking with Pamela Sams. She is a behavioral financial advisor. Well, what is that, Janine? You'll learn all about it in the episode. And we also talk about how to hire a financial advisor, when to hire a financial advisor, and we hear a lot about her backstory towards the end. But before the interview starts, you are going to hear a financial disclosure statement that Pamela asked me to add to the episode. So you'll hear the blurb and then our interview. Enjoy. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Incorporated, a SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Pamela Sams Investment Advisor Representative, Jackson Sams Wealth Strategies, Securities America Incorporated, and all other entities named are separate entities. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. As you heard before, I am interviewing Pamela Sams today. Thank you for being on the show. Welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. And what a wonderful topic that we are discussing. You are a financial advisor. We, mm-hmm. we, we read that in the, the podcast description. Uh, could you tell us more about what you do and a little bit about who you are in general? Of course. Um, I am a behavioral financial advisor, mm. so believe it or not. And what that means to most people, they heard of a financial advisor, but a behavioral financial advisor really marries neuroscience with traditional financial planning. So a lot of what I do starts with a values-based conversation, really talking about uh, your relationship with money, how you grew up with money, how you handle it, how you make your decisions, and really how is that in alignment with your goals and then really monitoring your behavior. Because what you say is what you do with your money, and that's the most important part of that is really understanding how you behave with money. Uh, what we learn about money and how we operate with money actually starts when we're age six. Mm. So believe it or not, if we're, we have our six-year-old selves running most of our financial life right now. <laughs> and so unless, <laughs> unless you understand how that really affects you on a day-to-day, that's what I do as a financial advisor, a behavioral financial advisor, is really getting people to understand how they operate with money, what could be keeping them stuck, and then really how to move you forward financially. Oh, that is brilliant. I don't think I've ever heard those words put together ever. Behavioral financial advisor. And that's what it all is. Like the way that we spend our money, how we think about money, our relationship to it, how we feel about it. Um, Yeah, it is all behavioral. It's all internal uh, stuff just manifesting in our spending habits (laughs) or, or lack thereof. Um, Exactly. I think it was a quote that I read. I can't remember who, but if you look at your checkbook, that will show you basically how you operate with money and what what value it is and what you value is basically what you spend your money on. Just by looking at your checkbook. Yes, yes. I remember hearing that. Um, I'm now remembering that I used to work at a bank, um, an actual bank, but in the call center. And um, that was like one of those those phrases they would throw around like uh show me show me your checkbook i'll show you who you are like mm-hmm. that exactly and yep. 
I think I was like 18 at the time. I forgot. I completely forgot I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we forget most of what we did when we were 18. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot till just now. <laughs> yes, that is so true. I can see what you spend on, what you what you're not spending on, how like how how often you're spending, how much, how all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And it definitely is an indication of your value system. Okay, so I I love this expertise that you bring to the to the show. So we're we are a group of divorced people, mostly women. So can you tell me or tell us how people going through a divorce can benefit from a behavioral and financial advisor, whether they're in the throes of a divorce or coming out of it. Um, Just give us some insight on that. Yeah, exactly. I do work with uh, a lot of divorced women Mm -hmm. uh, who really are contemplating either going through a divorce or come to me after or post-divorce and really understanding really what do I need to do now in order to move my life forward Mm -hmm. Uh, or coming to me prior what do I need to do in order to leave? Because yes. a lot of times what we, uh, what I found working with divorced women is that um, they get stuck in a relationship because of the financials. It's like, how am I really going to operate outside of this relationship mm-hmm. that we built together? And then that's where the fear comes in. Yeah. Is that we stay stuck. Women in general, we stay in situations where we don't need to be, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the money piece of it uh, becomes uh, to comes to the forefront. So what I do initially when people come to me contemplating divorce is really figuring out what what are you doing now, and then how do I how do you become a separate individual, mm-hmm. and how is that how you become financially healthy? So what resources do you currently have in place? Uh, if you're currently working, if you're not working. What resources would you get from the, the marriage, maybe in uh, what we call a spousal maintenance mm-hmm. uh, program, child support, whatever the case may be there, and really seeing what kind of resources that you have. And then post-divorce, looking at now that everything is said and done, what do I have left? Did I get the alimony? Did I get uh, what we call the, the split of the assets, mm-hmm. um, either retirement plans or um, particular accounts? And then with what you have now, how do you move yourself forward financially? Uh, how do you need to invest? How do you need to budget yourself? Because the budget is going to look quite different from when you were together as a couple. Now you're separate. You have to figure out how do you sustain on your own mm-hmm. with the budget, your investments, what you're doing with your work uh, environment, and then how do you um, really become financially sound on your own? Yeah, that nail on the head so what do you what have you experienced as far as um like behavioral stuff i know you mentioned fear just now Mm -hmm. Um, yeah like what are some of the things that come up in these conversations that is like maybe a through line or what's a common thing that people are feeling when they're going through a divorce and in reference to money yeah i think a lot of it is fear uh, of am i going to be uh, stable. Well, I have stability mm-hmm. because if you're in a relationship, for the most part, you're a stable unit uh, where you really don't have to worry a whole lot about money. So that fear comes in. Um, what I see a lot as well is shame. That shame that um, 
I may not be able to transition properly. Or I'm so ashamed that the relationship did not work. You know, maybe it was a, to a fault to myself or um, the divorce the person going through divorce. That was it something that I caused, and so I get I see a lot of shame in that situation as well when yeah. people come to me. Um, and when you're dealing with your money, sometimes that shame overshadows really getting and seeking the help. Mm. So it takes people sometimes a little bit longer to say, I don't have all of the answers. I need help. Mm -hmm. Can you help me? Because in that shame also comes um, fear of being judged. Mm -hmm. So I, what I see a lot of times is that if you're not where you think you need to be seeking help and going to see someone like myself as a financial advisor, that you're going to be judged, that you're not further along in the process. And that's not the case at all. I always tell people is that I take you where you are. Mm -hmm. So wherever you come to me, we go and we move. How do you move forward? How do we project you into the future versus what happened in the past? Because the past is the past. We can't do anything about that. Yeah. Um, so no judging on what should have, could have, would have did mm -hmm. in the past. How do we move you forward financially with um, with the resources that you now have? Yeah, that's... um. I think shame is a big part of divorce mm -hmm. in general. Correct. And then e people are even more hush-hush about their money and feel certain feelings about that as well. So it's like a double mm -hmm. whammy. <laughs> um, so now I'm thinking about what what does it take to... Oh, I'm thinking about what does it take to to know when it's time to ask for help? Like what mentality mm -hmm. needs to be there to really know, like, I need help or, or yeah, that, I think that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is a good question because uh, it depends on your personality as well. Because sometimes, mm. uh, especially uh, we as women, we are taught to be strong and not mm. show weakness and sometimes that leads to not asking for help that, yeah. hey, we have it all together and, you know, I think I got this, you know, mm -hmm. you know, the old thing, I got this right. <laughs> type of mentality. And so you don't seek help when you need to. So really understanding the mindset where you are with now I'm feeling overwhelmed. I mm -hmm. don't have all the answers. Then maybe I need to seek some guidance uh, in that. And so what I consider myself is that trusted advisor, trusted guide mm -hmm. to really kind of walk that journey with you. It's not really throwing and telling you what you need to do. It's a journey that we walk together on how do you take you from point A to point B in the most efficient manner as well. Um, so I know a lot of times because of not seeking help, because of fear of being judged, mm -hmm. that's what we kind of keep to, to ourselves as women on you know i don't know if i want to share all my business to somebody mm. uh, they may judge me um mm. i don't have they may say that i don't have all of the answers and why shouldn't i be doing this or that mm -hmm. and that's why we, we don't seek help but if you come to a point where you are feeling very overwhelmed and don't have all of the answers really reach out to somebody to, to seek some guidance and most financial planners or financial advisors do offer complimentary meetings just to see if mm. they can help um, so there's really kind of a, a kind of a win-win. You yeah. can get a chance to seek some help. Don't have to pay for it at the time, but if you do decide to to move forward, then they can tell you what the relationship looks like. Mm -hmm. But at least you'll get some some guidance on where you need to go 
without feeling so overwhelmed in the, in the beginning of a divorce process or post-divorce. Yeah. It actually reminds me of a relationship with uh, like a trainer at the gym. Like if you're hiring <laughs> someone to, to train you where you know you have goals or you know that you may be in a predicament where you need to change up whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and you've tried it on your own. You've tried, you know, to do your own thing. You watch some Instagram videos and then got some ideas, but like you actually could benefit exactly. from someone who knows a little bit more and can give you some structure and guidance on your journey to the goal that you've set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it is. You know, financial coach or trainer mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. It's the same concept. Like yeah. you said, you know, getting you to your goals, you can do it on your own. I always tell people that yes, you can do financial planning, you can do retirement planning, you can do divorce planning on your own, mm-hmm. um, but is it a DIY project that you wanna take on yourself? Probably not. No, <laughs> not at all. When you frame it like that, a DIY, my finances? No, no thank you. No. <laughs> Especially if I'm doing it with the mindset of a six-year-old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did not know that. I have a six-year-old now, and it makes me think about, all right, what is her, what am I, how am I shaping her, the way that she sees money? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, I did, I, that's new information to me. So this is, this is very helpful. And I'm getting, I'm getting a good sense of, of how you work with your clients. And it seems so like a human touch to it because mm-hmm. it's really about the mentality behind the actions and not just, Here's a formula. Here's what you should do. Like, let's get into you as a person to see mm-hmm. where maybe we could shift some perspectives, or maybe you see it this way based on like who you are and, like you said, meeting you where you where you're at. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and it's really everything is, is customized to to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I come up with what I call solutions uh, and options. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we see narrow views on how we need to approach certain things. And it's always about, have you considered these options mm. or are you open to looking at it a different way? Yes. And sometimes we get narrow focus that you know, a lot of times people come to me, it's like, I need this. Mm-hmm. I need a, I need an IRA. I need a 401k. Mm-hmm. Is that exactly what you need though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about this? Uh-huh. Because sometimes you may not know the universe of that what's available to mm-hmm. you because you know you have such a kind of a narrow view of it. Um, so that's what I like to do is with my clients is educate them, of course, on the options mm-hmm. and then exactly why that may be a better solution than mm-hmm. the original one. Mm-hmm. And then really educate you on uh, throughout the process because it's all about education. I'm a big proponent of educating you why you need to be doing certain things yeah. or why you need to, why you have certain things in place as well, especially going through divorce um, is all of the options that you have available to you and then making sure they're the most efficient and then maybe add some other things on as you go along the journey Mm-hmm. Uh, to make sure that you're going to be financially sound. That's wonderful. It's almost like you're, you are there for a point in time in their life and not like, you're going to have me forever. It's like you're teaching them to fish and really understand. Yeah, exactly. And if they do want to stay for the journey, I, I'm, I'm willing to stay as long <laughs> as, as I can yeah. uh, or they would like to. But yes, 
teaching you how to fish so you can do it on your own at some point if you would like to do that. I absolutely love that. And even having this conversation is helping me because I feel like I have my own, I don't know the right word. I want to say trepidation, but just like anxieties around having a conversation with a financial advisor specifically. I just feel like they are going to sell me something like immediately, like they're uh-huh. here for a sale. <laughs> um, of course. Yeah. And a lot of them are. So yeah. beware of, of that. And, and I always uh, recommend interviewing three or four different people mm. because it is a personality match. Think of it, you know, yeah. I know we're talking about divorce, but think about it as a marriage <laughs> when you're working with a financial yes. advisor, but yes, you are trusting that person that they're going to work with you in tandem Mm -hmm. to get you to your goals as well uh and not try to sell you things that you don't need yeah um so yeah and that's the that and that's one of those other things where people don't seek help is because unfortunately uh our industry has been tainted with those sort of people who people who just really just kind of what I call product pushers yeah (laughs) just really just trying to get you into some things and sell you some stuff yeah, I've definitely been there. So it's from experience, not just made up. Uh, mm-hmm. So do you have any thoughts? I know you work independently, uh-huh. like a larger. Do you have thoughts about independent versus like the big, bigger corporations? Cause I, in my mind, my thought, let me just say this up front. <laughs> I think the big <laughs> fish or the bigger uh-huh. corporations may be the product pushers and then the smaller ones or the, yeah, the smaller ones what I'm seeing in this conversation just feels like more of a mm-hmm. human touch and looking out for you as opposed to, I have to meet these numbers for this big, the, the CEO, CEO <laughs> to get these, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stats. Yeah. You definitely want to um, be cognizant of that. I'm not going to say I, either way, cause there could be some, some people in who work in that framework who do uh, similar things that, that I do. Yeah. Uh, the, the beauty of having the independence is that it provides you uh, objectivity because it doesn't really matter where you go. Um, I'm able to basically, like I said, provide the universe with a lot of relationships that I have with different different uh, investment firms, different insurance companies. Uh, but the key is having a fiduciary, which means that person has to work in their best interest based on uh, the licenses that we have and what we have to uphold from an ethical standpoint mm-hmm. is that we always have to act in your best interest regardless um, of that. So we're not pushing any particular uh, strategy or product or mm-hmm. any of that. It's really what is the best solution for that individual. Um, so that's kind of the difference between having somebody who may be what we call captive that have to meet a certain uh, percentage or production versus mm-hmm. somebody who's independent and that can really truly be that fiduciary to work in your best interest. Okay. So some of the people are not fiduciaries. Is that what you're, is that a thing? Uh, some may not be operating in that framework. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when, when searching for mm-hmm. a financial advisor, is that like the one thing that you must look out for? Are there other things as well? That's a, probably one of the questions you want to ask. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, when you, when you do an interview with an advisor, number one, are you independent? Number two, are you fiduciary? And basically also how you paid all of those things. Oh, you can ask how you paid? Of course, you can always ask how you paid. (laughs) You're right, you can. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, like I said, this is a marriage. This is like, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. like speed dating. So yeah. you're really interviewing this person to make sure they're going to be that person for you. Mm-hmm. So ask as many questions as, as you would like. You know, I have a lot of people who come to me that are referred and go through the same process. And I do welcome that because mm-hmm. we do have to be comfortable and confident uh, in the relationship. Yeah. In order for that. So I don't want any surprises or any hiccups or anything that... Uh, any trepidations that people may have, mm-hmm. ask me anything. I'm an open book. I will let you know. Uh, transparency is key to me. So yeah. ask as many questions of your advisor. If that person is not open and honest, then that's probably not the person you want to work with either. Yeah, <laughs> with, true. With that, or get upset that you're asking me these questions. Probably not mm. uh, a good indication that the person is a good person for you. That's a good point. I, I, I think I, you're changing my mind as we say all this. Um, because I think about when I was looking for a therapist, I came in with like 10 questions. Like I wanted to know, is this going to be a good fit? Cause I understand mm-hmm. that this is a long-term relationship. I just want to know your, your thoughts and your positions and things like, how do you handle this? Or like, give me some insight on that. I didn't think that that would also be necessary or possible with a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Changed my whole perception of this whole thing. I should be interviewing everybody that I I hire. (laughs) You should. You should. You should. Yeah. If you're going to be paying somebody money or have uh, being in a relationship with them for uh, a significant period of time, definitely make sure you interview um, to make sure it is a good fit because you don't want to have surprises down the road as well. And then I also have questions. Like I said before, I ask a lot of questions as well. And I always tell people if anything is too personal and they don't want to share, mm-hmm. definitely feel free not to answer that. Yeah. Um, but I believe my relationship with people, I, I come across a, a little more laid back. And mm-hmm. so people are more open with me uh, to share uh, because the more I know, the more I'll be able to help. Yeah. All right. I feel like I should hire you. We should, we should, we should do something after this. <laughs> definitely. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, okay, so do you have any uh, like success stories that you could share that you could think of? Um, yeah, I mean, just recently, um, we're still in the, in the early process of it, but I believe uh, we're going in a good direction. But one client that um, person who came to me that was referred really just kind of came after the divorce, a nasty divorce, unfortunately, that mm-hmm. lasted for about five years back and forth oh, wow. uh, with some custody issues and some other things. Mm-hmm. And it was fairly ugly. And she spent a fair amount of her resources really in a custody battle um, over like a five-year period. So, mm-hmm. you know, she came to me and was open and honest and said, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> Can you help me? Yeah. Uh, and I, I appreciated her coming to me and saying that and being honest that, mm. you know, I'm not going to be perfect. I had, you know, she's a, a high powered attorney and she had mm-hmm. to go through this, unfortunately, it makes really good money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of those larger firms that we had talked about, because she was considered a hot mess, really just didn't want to take it, take her on. So she oh. said she had been to several people. 
Um, so I was referred and she came to me and she's like, hey, this is where I am. Are you willing that to help? I said, I take people where you are mm. and we kind of move forward from there. So we've been working together for the last three months and we're making some strides and progress, really building up her cash reserve now, really salvaging what's left of, mm. uh, of the situation that she had to go through through the nasty divorce. Uh, but we're on a good we're going on a good track uh, for that. And she feels really confident that we're moving in the right direction mm. uh got an email from her a couple of weeks ago that that was a godsend you know oh. not to, to brag or anything yes, but <laughs> <laughs> but those are the things that i like to see yeah. is that um we're moving forward and that people are um, appreciate the process that we're going through and that they can see that we're making strides so mm -hmm. that's one of my success stories that i like to share that's wonderful and you're talking about the process uh, is there, I know every person is different. Every scenario is different. Is there mm -hmm. like an average amount of time that someone could expect to work with a financial advisor, uh, or a range that's that, let's say you're going from coming out of divorce and you're, mm -hmm. and you're gainfully employed. Um, but there, you need to pick up some pieces. Um, yeah. you lost, you lost a lot in the fire, you know, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, exactly. To, to getting in a place where they are like on track or maybe like meeting some some benchmarks for their goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I usually like to see a, a year commitment Yeah. Um, because before that is, is kind of hard to determine. So I like the year over year numbers, kind mm -hmm. of, so to speak, when you think about uh, planning and advice. Uh, so if you can commit a year to the process mm -hmm. to see where you are at the end of that and then we take an assessment like okay where are we mm -hmm. do we continue on the journey together do you think you have enough to fish on your own mm -hmm. um and for a longer term uh, relationship so at least maybe a year um, but you can probably start to see some some traction mm -hmm. i would probably say three months i like to to do the year in segments so every three months mm -hmm. i like to touch base with my clients either through phone call, email, text, whatever, just to take a temperature, say, yeah. hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What's mm. going on? Uh, and then we take an assessment mid-year, and then at the end of that year, take an assessment of the year in review, mm -hmm. and then what do you need to plan for the following year? So you have a, a game plan or a roadmap that you can follow on an ongoing basis. That's great. Um, it feels very um, just personable. Because you, I mean, you are in a, as you said, quote unquote marriage. Um, so uh -huh. it's definitely a long-term relationship to, and a journey uh, to get from A to B or A to uh -huh. Z, wherever you want to go. Um, so I appreciate this. I appreciate this insight. Definitely taught me a lot. <laughs> um, uh -huh. um, and I hope that who, the people listening can can glean just understanding the the process and the benefit and the value that a behavioral financial advisor <laughs> can add yes. to their lives because because a divorce is such a emotional thing and time and all of that so you're you're coming in with with just a different circumstance than than most um, uh -huh. and then to have someone who has experience with that, uh, I think is invaluable. That's probably one of the yeah. questions that people should ask. Like, do you have experience with people going through divorce? <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, that's a big thing, you know, just to kind of share 
my backstory is yeah. that I actually came into this um, industry out of helping my mom transition from being a widow when my dad passed away in 2001. Mm. Um, I had just completed a financial management degree, MBA, actually a year before that. Okay. I had two kids back to back in graduate school thinking I was going to go similar to what you did in investment banking because that's kind of where the dollars are. Mm -hmm. uh, then I had two kids back to back and figured that was not going to fit into my schedule. Right. So I took a sabbatical uh, for a little bit just to figure out what my next next best step would be. Mm -hmm. And then my dad got sick and um, mm -hmm. unfortunately passed away. And then my mom was at a loss coming from a generation where men took care of most of the household finances, yes. uh, really just trying to figure out what she had on her own. Um, so in January, 20, 2000, well, yeah, January of 2002, mm -hmm. I figured other people were in a similar situation than my mom. So I set out with a mission really to help women, uh, widow, uh, divorce, mm -hmm. widow, single by choice, mm -hmm. really to help them be that trusted advisor to walk the journey with them mm -hmm. so they can achieve financial success. So that's kind of how I came into it. So anybody who is going through a transition like a divorce or become a widow or just really, like I said, being single on your own, mm -hmm. you got to figure out everything. You are the sole person. Yes. Then that's the, that's the type of people that I work with. So primarily most of my clients uh, are women in that situation. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, sorry to hear about your dad and mm -hmm. the 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 timing of what you learned and the pivot that you take you took in your life. Um, alignment. I'll just say that you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know it's always uh, God always works on a divine purpose. So right. you're at the place where you need to be at the opportune time in order mm -hmm. to to do that. And so I like always like to share that story because uh, you never know what God has in store for you mm -hmm. and uh, what you can produce from from that. Um, so over the last 20 years, I've been able to help uh, a lot of women in transition really get sound financial footing yeah. and be that trusted advisor for them. Yes. Woo. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank so you. much for all that you've shared today. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, and even the backstory makes it even more, I don't know, just like more woman, warm and fuzzy for me specifically. But um, it's, it's, it's good to know the origin story of things um, mm -hmm. and how we got here. So I will, I, I guess I'll wrap this up. I, like I said, I usually ask people what, uh, to finish a sentence, thanks, divorce. Um, mm -hmm. You are not a divorcee, so... You don't have to, but if you want to, you can give it a shot from your perspective. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, thanks divorce for really um, taking women to where they need to be. Uh, strong women, uh, either you know, physically, financially, wherever they need to be, um, because it, it is a, it's a long journey. And then the decision to get a divorce is also an emotional one. Um, so. That's why I like to, to work with uh, people in the transition because not only do they need to deal with the finances, I always tell people don't do anything financially uh, going through an emotional situation like um, mm. becoming a widow or a divorce. Um, you really need to have somebody there to keep you uh, those emotions in check. So mm -hmm. working with a behavioral financial advisor can help you do that. Of course, you know, regular therapists and people like that. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to deal with the money piece as well, having somebody that at least has perspective on both is a good thing to have. So thanks, Divorce, for mm -hmm. helping women transition to becoming uh, now divorcees, but then really making sure they have uh, 
a good track to run on in order to get from point A to point B financially. Yeah, I like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be divorced to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Pamela, for coming on the show. I really, uh, I can't say it enough. I really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it was a great conversation. My pleasure. And for everyone else listening, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Thanks Divorce. I will see you again next week. <laughs>